0: Welcome to a special episode of Hospitality Meets with me, Phil Street. In our bonus episodes, we like to give some airtime to stories and individuals that are doing something just that little bit special. And today, to celebrate International Women's Day, we have the wonderful Emily Goldfisher, founder and editor-in-chief at Hertelia.com. Coming up on today's show... Emily sets the tone with this...
1: I mean, I'm feeling like I'm in great company with you,
0: Phil. Phil reveals his priorities like how can i get to the food that's basically that's it and emily shares her main reason why her telly exists you
1: know they're just women doing incredible things in hospitality
0: all that and so much more as emily shares her story with us as well as some of the wonderful stories coming out of hospitality from its amazing female workforce please don't forget to give us a like subscribe and review on whatever podcast platform you're listening enjoy Hello, and welcome to this special episode of Hospitality Meets with me, Phil Street. And it's special because today is International Women's Day. And to mark this special occasion, we've gone out there and gotten ourselves an awesome lady doing some awesome work. And that's none other than the fabulous founder of Hertelia.com, Emily Goldfisher. A huge welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much, Phil. I'm really so pleased to be chatting with you today.
0: Yeah, it's really, how are you anyway?
1: I'm great. It's sunny and um, I actually on my run this morning I listened to your episode with Joanne Taylor Stag who is amazing and also was featured on her teller. So I really enjoyed that episode and she's such a phenomenal leader and so inspiring.
0: Yeah, I, Do you know what I love about her is that to me she just she is hospitality. Like she's very serious business lady who knows her stuff but can absolutely turn on the fun when the fun is needed yeah
1: 100 percent. and you can tell that her team you know really loves her and is inspired by her
0: yeah i mean who'd have thought that that looking after your team would pay dividends down the line eh? i mean that's it's groundbreaking yeah yeah well, I, I believe we we need to do a virtual high five because we actually this is how we got connected because we both got recognised for our our work uh, from the uh, international Inst- or hospitality Inst- international institute or something like that as being yeah. top twenty five global hospitality influencers. How does I'm that make pretty, you feel?
1: I mean, we're in, I'm feeling like I'm in great company with you, Phil. So um, yeah, that took me by surprise, Likewise, and uh, I was. Thrilled, um, like you. I mean, how long has your podcast been going on?
0: Uh, we're ooh, in April this year. It'll be two years.
1: Okay, so with a gap, actually, with a small gap. Her your launched on Women's Day last year. So in one year, right. I mean, or less than a year, even that was just amazing recognition, and I'm so grateful to them at International Hospitality Institute because it's actually really enabled me to meet people like you. It's it's just gotten the site a lot more recognition.
0: So yeah. yay, <laughs> Yeah. I totally, I I can't tell you the, the downloads I had the week after that. Uh, it's just, it's just lovely when other people, I didn't get into this to, to take awards or anything like that. I do this because I love it, but to, for somebody externally to recognize uh, and get, it just makes you feel that, you know, people are listening and, uh, you know, the work that you're doing is important.
1: 100%. And it's like we were saying it's just um when you're putting things out on the internet that's always the thing is like is, are people going to watch? Are people are people going to you know listen to this? Are people going to read this? So yes, that validation feels it feels good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Great stuff. Well, I mean, we might as well go all the way back to the beginning then and um how did tell us the story of you and how did you end up doing what you're doing
1: yeah oh thanks so, i am um, i basically accidentally got into hospitality but i am really a hotel nerd like i love the business of hotels i love understanding how they work i love the you know the back end understanding about the real estate aspect of it um and then of course to me the stories of all the people Um, But how I got started was I went to Cornell University, actually not for the hotel school. (laughs) Um, I went to study natural sciences and basically started taking biology with all the pre-med students at Cornell. And by October, realized that that just was not going to be a good situation for me. I just could not.
0: Better to find these things out early.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And even though I, I the, the textbook was like this big and at about ten pounds, and I don't know if you've ever been to Ithaca, but it's really hilly, and I, right. I carried that thing around. And um, but somehow, I do like you think by carrying it, it's gonna go from the backpack into the brain. It just didn't, it didn't work out that way. <laughs> and um, I actually um, always you know, was interested in business and I had an older brother who had gone through the hotel school and he was like, why don't you have a look? And I did that. And I, I transferred over and I loved it. Like, I was like, I found my people and I found my program. And I, I have to say the the education there is tremendous. It's a really great fundamental program for understanding any business. And then it's all just applied to hospitality and food and beverage and travel. And so it was super fun. And from there, I uh, I ended up actually graduating at a time where the business wasn't as robust. So, I mean, a different situation than now where you have a really tight labor market. And I just kind of fell into PR because I saw an advertisement for a PR firm that, you know, was like, it's project work. You know, you learn about the business uh, you write, you know, working with journalists, and it sounded really fun to me, and so I did that. I basically um, started out working for a small agency that just had clients uh, in the Caribbean, around the U.S., and doing the very basic writing press releases or learning how to write press releases, and just. Working with journalists, you know, writing reports—the things that you do at a first job—and I, I really loved it, and I had some amazing bosses there who really took me under their wing. Um, All of which I actually keep in touch with today. So I think that's a testament to the kind of people they are. Yeah, so it, it just really suited me because also I love to read. I love to read. Full stop. But I particularly love to read the news.
0: There's, there's no news happening now, is there?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Interesting times. But, yeah. you know, I guess I always feel that way, that there's always some, something interesting going on in the world. And and then how does that relate to hospitality? What are the consumer trends? What's coming down the pike? You know, this is kind of like my favorite time of the year, January, where people put all the predictions out, what's going to happen in the next year. Yeah. Um, we've written a lot about that in Hotelier. So yeah, so that's kind of my journey, and then from the agency, I um, I went to work for Lowe's Hotels in-house, which was an incredible opportunity for me, because it was a brand, a USA brand, I don't know if, if you're familiar with it, do you know Lowe's?
0: Oh yes, no, actually, uh, it's not spelt how you think it's going to be spelt, if I recall.
1: Right, exactly, it's yeah. L-O-E-W-S.
0: That's the one. And
1: at the time that I joined, they had around 20 hotels. They were growing. I was able, it's a small corporate office. So I was working with the CEO, the head of, you know, all the departments, the head of operations, the head of marketing. And it was just an amazing exposure. I mean, I did that in my, I started there in my late twenties and uh, I stayed there for 10 years and I opened Ten hotels with them, mostly a lot of them in Orlando, which is tons of fun because it, you know their property. They operate all the properties on the grounds of Universal, so right. that makes That's for a work trips. Yeah, <laughs> roller coaster rides. You know. Uh, well, you know it's important
0: that you understand the product, right? That you're um, that you, you you're, you're going to experience everything.
1: Yeah, I mean, and actually that, you know, I love rides so that uh, that was really one of the highlights and and just, you know, the incredible kind of showmanship of working with an entertainment company like Universal was a real learning experience for me as well. Yeah. Um, But we, you know, we also opened hotels in New Orleans, Philadelphia, you know, we had hotels in california so it was arizona it was a great great place to to work and the, and the the ceo at the time um he's the chairman now is jonathan Tisch and he is a real leader very inspiring man who has been a very forceful figure in the u.s travel uh association and, and um, a leader in for the industry so that was just really rewarding to work for him
0: yeah, I, I suppose it's when you get the opportunity to work with visionaries and and inspiring people that that you know that's can connect you with your best work, right? And and the the moment where you feel like, okay, I I've found my home here because I have an opportunity to to you know be led and inspired on a daily basis.
1: Yeah, he is exactly that kind of person. I mean, John hes really he. He he feels a sense of responsibility to the industry and to all the employees at Lowe's. So I think that's really, like you said, very inspiring. Yeah. So then let's see. Yeah. From Lowe's, I actually, my husband had an opportunity to move to London uh, for his job. And at the time I have two children, uh, we have two children and they, are, they were small and we were like, okay. They thought, oh, they said, oh, you'll go for two years. And um, that was in 2010. And at the time, uh, <laughs> the Olympics were coming. The queen was having her diamond jubilee. I mean, there were so many things. Like there was the royal wedding. I mean, we could not have picked a better time to move to London, which I have to say, we both of us already really like. We, lo- we both love to travel. And so we thought, this is going to be great. We're going to get to live in London and travel. And we'll move back to New York in a couple of years and have had that wonderful life experience. And um, we never left. Yeah, <laughs> we so <love> here. <laughs> yeah. We love London. And, you know, until the pandemic, basically, it's been a dream, an, you know, an absolute dream to live here. But, you know, of course, over the last few years, not being able to see family. My husband's actually from Argentina. So he's you know he hasn't been able to go home in about three years so um yeah but other than that still we love it here and now that the pandemic is hopefully behind us you know brighter days ahead
0: yeah well i i I, I am an eternal optimist and i i I look to 2022 as the year where we get on with life now whatever normal looks like now it's probably changed forever but nevertheless just uh, allowing people to I mean, it feels like we're there. But, you know, who knows, right? I'm, none of us are doctors that work in this line of work. So we've just got to go with what we're told.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, they just announced the, you know, they're repealing all these COVID measures. So actually, well, by the time you air this, I guess we would have been a couple of weeks into that.
0: But... Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully this is the year that your husband can get back to well he's booked to
1: go in yeah he's booked to go in march to see his family so yeah and hopefully i'll get back there soon as well
0: yeah great i mean it's a country i would i've never actually been but i um i love the wine (laughs) yeah the
1: wine is great it's you know we've we've obviously been uh, many times over the years and it is a beautiful country the people are amazing um and every time we go, we try to do something different. And I love Mendoza, the wine region. And it's, there's actually tons to do there as well. Like we've gone ziplining, we have go, zip go like rafting. Really? I mean, it's very adventurous as well as the, all the wine and the food. Mm. And I, what I would say about Argentina is it's, it's a great value. I mean, if you compare the quality of the food and the experience that you get, you know, the pound or the dollar goes really far there.
0: Excellent. That's what's already on the list. So um, so don't worry about that. But um, yeah, so what happened next? Where did you you go next when you got to, to London? Yeah, so
1: I moved to London and I became, so I flip side of the coin. So basically um, I went from being a publicist and, a, you know, communications director for those hotels to working as a journalist. And I started writing for Questex. And from there, um, which I loved, so I was cover. I, I still do it. I cover all the London hotels for Luxury Travel Advisor and Travel Agent, which are two publications that go to travel agents in the U.S. And that's been a, a great situation for me. And I love, you know, like I said, I'm a hotel nerd. I love the business. I love meeting general managers. I love meeting, you know, the food and beverage team, housekeepers. Like I, I just love people that work in hospitality. I love hearing their stories and um, how they, you know, operate day to day. And then, you know, the pandemic hit and I started to, I had started to notice, I would say over the last five years that women, you know, I think everyone in the industry is aware that it's a heavily male dominated industry particularly at the leadership levels. And in the U.S., there is an an association called the Castell Project, which has um, been researching and tracking this for the last five years. And I guess I, I noticed that as well as, you know, there were more people like Joanne, other women who were getting these top GM jobs, top jobs in corporate offices. And that there was research and things being done about women, but there was not a place where, as a woman working in a hotel, I could go to get information and news about what's happening with women. Right. In the business, in a dedicated way. You know, I just thought, well, if I'm ever going to do it, (laughs) now's the time everybody's stuck home. And I did. (laughs) And then we, you know, I'm doing it with a, a friend of mine, a, a former colleague, stroke friend, stroke mentor, Nancy Mendelson. Yeah. Who she writes a weekly column. She's been encouraging me the whole time, and just really a, a wonderful support to me and in launching the site, and and also keeping it going because I think as we, you know, we've both said when you start something and you just don't know if it's gonna you know, what's going to happen with it on the internet. And, um, you know, just seeing what happens. And when you're not sure if anything's happening, you think, well, should I quit? And I have to say, Nancy has really kept me from quitting. And now we're at a year and it's amazing. Actually, all the stories that have come out, we've, we've done almost 200 stories about women uh, working in all different jobs and hotels. And just, it's been incredible, the community that's Formed around the site and um yeah so it's just been a great ride actually
0: that's that's brilliant and i think the the thing that we talked about i think before we put the, the microphone on I, around that when you do something that you're putting out into the the public domain actually the most important thing of, of all of that is that you're doing it because you love it because you know you feel passionate about it and um and the like Everything else will come if that's the case, because I, I think it is just a case of if you're passionate about it, the chances are there are many other people that are passionate about it as well. And and you're proving that with, a, I suppose, now what you've been able to produce within a year is quite phenomenal. And it also demonstrates that it was something that was necessary and needed.
1: Yeah, the response has been amazing. And I guess also what, and I think you've experienced this with your podcast as well, is just like, the incredible people that you meet yeah. all over the world. I mean, I, I've, you know, met women in Africa, like places I've never been. And now I'm like, oh, I got to go there. Like I have to go yeah. to now. <laughs> like I just, it's just, you know, the incredible people. I mean, we covered a woman who runs a hotel in Mongolia with preferred hotels. Just like, you know, they're just in- women doing incredible things in hospitality. Yeah. So it is great to have it all in one place. And, you know, I think representation does matter. I think for young women to see all the different possibilities, all the different possible career paths, I mean, everything from, you know, we've covered a champagne maker, you know, there's sommeliers, there's uh, bartenders, you know, uh, there's a woman who runs all of the hotel brokerage and asset management for JLL. I mean, you know, she's running a business that's, I think they did 5 billion in transactions over the last yeah. few years. I mean, it's just the, the, the breadth of opportunity and hospitality is unbelievable.
0: I, that's a, a message I completely share uh, the, uh, and it was definitely something that I, I, I think the perception sometimes is, is that the, you know, it, it's, chefs and waiters and receptionists and that's kind of that's kind of it but actually the breadth of opportunity is phenomenal i mean just look at you as an example as well you know you're you're a writer and you're you're writing within the the realms of of hospitality and you know so literally think of anything that you can do and you could probably do it in hospitality yeah. And have a laugh while you're while you're at it as well.
1: Exactly. I mean, it's such a fun industry. And yeah, I mean it in terms of I didn't really talk about what public relations is, but it's certainly as a career changed a lot since I got into the business. I mean, before I left Lowe's, I I launched their Facebook page. At that time, Instagram didn't even exist. So right. <laughs> if you think about that, like I launched the Facebook and Twitter for them. And now, you know, social media management for hotels is that's a job. I mean, that's like a really full-time job and um, you know, yeah. Content management, you know, all the evolution of the technology around hospitality has been unbelievable. I mean, that's one of the themes. So there've been a couple of themes that have come up from, you know, looking at the site over a year and what we've covered. Mm. And one of them is just, you know, the amazing innovation that women have been able to accomplish. So one of the things we wrote about was a, was an ad, like a QR code based solution for hotels called TipBrightly, which is essentially a way for hotel operators to allow employees that aren't getting tipped now because nobody's carrying cash. So now you can do this QR code, post it in the room or the employee can carry like a business card. And if you want to tip a housekeeper or a bellman, um, anybody can get tipped now through this kind of technology. And, you know, it was a woman who came up with that, which is amazing. Yeah. So, you know, I think also in in another theme where we've seen women doing amazing things is sustainability. Have you had Sue Williams on your show?
0: No, no no no, oh, she, she is absolutely be. on the list.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. I mean, she runs a hotel in the in the Cotswolds and she's, you know, just really taken on this whole sustainability effort. Um, she was awarded, I think, the most sustainable hotel by the caterer last year and or this, you know, in 21, the most recent year. Yeah. And, you know, what's amazing about Sue is that sh- she's done it and now she's sharing it with everybody because she just wants every hotelier to be able to be more sustainable. And she's also proven, you know, by operating a luxury hotel that, um, you know, you can offer luxury service and be sustainable. So I think that's a great message as well.
0: Absolutely. And, well, that's real here and now as well. I think uh, everyone is trying their best. There's a long way to go. I actually did a podcast for the Institute of Hospitality a couple of weeks ago when we talked about sustainability. And it feels like now it's only really now that people are, all coming to the table on this that it's been something that uh that we're kind of often running on but we've got a long way to go uh, as yeah. a collective yeah so it's great when you have people like sue who are leading the way they're demonstrating what's possible
1: yeah and,
0: and, and what that's important sue
1: said to us was basically you know what gets measured gets done and i think that as the industry overall tries to measure everything that's where we'll see change
0: yeah yeah absolutely it's really really great sharing stories isn't it it's um it's very i find it really uplifting to uh, just hear I, like I, I think i was just talking to harry murray the other day around the fact that they at peak in the uk there are three million people that work in hospitality that's three million very different stories you know, where people come from, why they get into it, the roles that they do, the paths that they then take to, to, to move upwards and all of those sorts of things. And I just, I, I feel like if there's 3 million people out there in the UK, I've, I've got a long way to go.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And like you say, the diversity of stories, how people end up in hospitality, um, what they're able to achieve, its it's really inspiring.
0: Yeah. What what other themes have you you found from your your year?
1: Um, I, you know, another one that I think is a really incredible story is that of Lisa Williams, not related to Sue. But yeah. <laughs> Lisa Williams is the executive housekeeper at the Grand in York, and what she's done is she's used. It's kind of like an Uber-style app. It's called Flex UK, and she basically doubled her staff. Said to people, you know, this was kind of when the pandemic hit, or or in or maybe even a year or so into the pandemic, yeah. um, and and UK was you know in the midst of a lockdown and then open up and whatever. She just said, "Look, I need staff." this is a this is a city that has two universities there are mothers that want to work but they also want to be home for the school run they want to be home when their kids get home from school and um, she said if you want to work you can work whatever hours you want to work and she was able to do this with a combination of utilizing technology and then also just you know a willingness to be open to flexibility yeah and she's done a tremendous job. And actually what she noticed is that it's more efficient because you have housekeepers starting all day long and it mirrors the movement of the guests that are, so you have efficiencies that way. So like, you know, people don't all just arrive at 7am, they arrive all throughout the day. So now she has fresh housekeepers all throughout the day. The other thing that she noticed is that when the staycations, they'll add, you know, I think that hotel has 207 rooms that they can, you know, have a booking. They could add 15 rooms in a day. And she's like, now I have the staff to be able to turn 15 rooms, you know, kind of on very short notice. So I, I think that that's a really inspiring and innovative story. Um, yeah. And yeah, she's doing
0: a tremendous job. That's genius in the sense that it's it's responding to the market conditions, basically, you know. And actually, it just it's again, it's it's almost a very very simple idea, but nobody was looking at it that way. And yet, she's been able to produce this this method of working that um, you know now I'm I I would assume that people would look from the outside in with very envious eyes.
1: Yeah, she said that actually, based on her story and her teller, that then she was interviewed by like the UK Housekeeping Association. So I, I, she's a trendsetter for sure. She's a real innovative thinker, and she said, "Look, you know, yes, to go from thir- a staff of thirty to a staff of fifty, it's more administration up front, and then she also does a lot of things to build." You know morale and things amongst her staff, um, and also she's done a very outward approach for the housekeepers themselves. She really encourages them to interact with the guests. She encourages them to leave handwritten notes. So a lot of different touch points that I is something that as we see more automation in hospitality, that when you have a luxury product, she's really making touch points for for the consumer
0: yeah i think that's the key thing isn't it when it's it's wonderful to embrace technology but not just for the sake of it you've still got to be thinking about what's what's the ultimate goal here efficiency yes but not efficiency at the cost of a guest experience exactly Yeah. yeah Yeah, that that was that's three themes you've There's seen. I three, believe you've I got five. I I
1: had five. Oh, and food and beverage. So again, this is an interesting. I think a really interesting progression because I think what you see in the media is that you know the the, the a very male culture around the food and beverage, and that is starting to change. And so this idea of a shouty kitchen, a lot of cursing and stuff like that. I think that we're going to see less and less of that moving forward as there are women who are doing things like becoming head chefs at, you know, there's a head chef now for the Four Seasons in New York downtown. You are seeing women as sommeliers. So actually at the new, I don't know if you've been by to see the new, the renovation of the Carlton Jumeirah in, uh, in Chelsea.
0: I've only walked past the front door. I've not been in yet. Yeah. um, yeah.
1: It's beautiful. And they have a woman as the head sommelier now. So, you know, overseeing a significant wine cellar there. Another area is, you know, bartenders. You know, we've covered mixology women, you know, really making headway there in places like Mexico and Las Vegas. And in the U.K. as well, here I think it's at the Connaught actually, which just won, I think for the second year in a row, 50 best, you know, the top bar in the world. Um, one of the bartenders there is a female, Mara Mula. So just the range of women making change in food and beverage. Um, and then also at the corporate side, you know, the head of food and beverage for Marriott is uh, a woman. And just, you know, just seeing how they a, bring a softness to that, you know, very macho culture of the kitchen, I think is really interesting. And it, it's just, you know, where you see the movement, then you see other women coming up behind them because, you know, this idea of representation really matters. And women, you know, let's say you start out as a waitress, you now can see a path to become a bartender, to become, you know, the head of food and beverage. So, I mean, just last week I covered Lenny Moras, Mar- who's the head of food and beverage for the Beaumont in, in Mayfair. Yeah. And she just did a complete overhaul of their restaurants there. And, you know, I, I popped by there the other night. I mean, the place is packed the great energy. And it's just wonderful to see you know, women making progress in this
0: area of the hotels. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of my favorite hotels as well in London. I've always just loved the the atmosphere in in the Beaumont. We had uh, the old general manager on Yana's. Um, oh, he's so who's nice. Off traveling somewhere at the moment, but um, but yeah, he'll he'll be back for sure. But um, yeah, no, it, it's really it, as you say, it's really really great to see progress being made i mean i i would assume there's still a long way to go but it's great to see that that things are changing
1: yes they are and i mean and and we kind of touched on this but also um and i think you've covered this before but the hoteliers charter um that was started by a woman as well yeah right yeah yeah um,
0: absolutely i haven't had sally, sally on Beck. yet
1: Yeah. uh, She has
0: promised to be on at some point in the future. So yeah, watch the space for that. But um, yeah, she's she's just a legend.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, women are really taking it upon themselves to see how they can come up with different solutions to the labor shortage, which, you know, isn't just a hospitality issue It's in many industries. But um, I do feel that women
0: are really helping to find solutions yeah i think the um the cultural element of uh, of and i really don't want to sound like i'm stereotyping here but like softening things down and you know especially from a leadership perspective that really just centers around uh, empathy and the ability to put yourself in the shoes of the people you're dealing with on an individual basis and not just create a, a leadership style which is one size fits all and uh, yeah, I mean, there's some amazing women leading the way on that. I think you also mentioned in our previous chats around uh, Anne Golden at the Pan Pacific. She's another wonderful example, another friend of the show as well. And uh, you know, anytime I ever see Anne post anything on LinkedIn or anything like that, the love out there for that woman is yeah. incredible. Which means that she's she's touching people in the right way whenever she's she's leading them. So yeah more of that please for sure
1: yeah they yeah so that I mean I would say that's the kind of the the other theme is that you just have women now leading these iconic you know city center hotels and resorts that you just wouldn't have seen a woman in that role even 10 years ago yeah so Anna's a great Example that, you know, I don't know if you've been by the new Nomad in London, but that Michelle is is running that hotel at the moment. And will, while the other female GM is actually on maternity leave, and I think due to come back at any moment. But again, an, a great example of allowing, you know, of a company allowing women to be women to take maternity leave and do what they need to do. Um, yep. And then to have a career to come back to, um, I think, you know, we're hopefully seeing change from the industry overall, not just in flexibility, but also making the right changes to allow women to keep progressing even during their childbearing years.
0: Absolutely. It, it, it's quite remarkable that we're still having to talk about that, <laughs> quite frankly, because, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's a simple fact of life that that is you know gonna happen for for the vast majority of, of women as they advance in their career and previously the the choice has been give up your career for a little while and try and get back to it when you're you know when you can yeah. so it's great to see that that things are also changing in in that respect because it's that's way overdue
1: yeah I think technology will enable that too because you know it will be interesting to see how the industry progresses but you know historically if you want to move up in hotel operations you have to be willing to relocate now with technology if let's say you are married or in a partnership like maybe your partner can easily move now place to place because people are working more remotely so that'll be interesting i think to observe over the next few years to see if women are able to make more progress quickly because they can more easily you know move from job to job or you know take advantage of opportunities where maybe they wouldn't have been able to before because you know they had a family to think about
0: yeah absolutely superb so what could people expect if they were to, to sign up to What uh, what would they what kind of things would they see? <laughs>
1: Well, just incredible stories like the ones we've spoken about, you know, different, seeing women in different career paths. And then also we, um, every week on a Sunday, I send out something called the Roundup, which basically I work on all week, reading all the different news outlets from the trade to the regular business press to kind of world news news. And I wrap that up into one easily readable, digestible Sunday newsletter uh, that's free. So anyone can sign up. Just go to www.hertelier.com, which is H-E-R-T-E-L-I-E-R.com. And there's a place to sign up for the email or find us on LinkedIn, you know, and Hertelier is just Hertelier or on Instagram also at Hertelier.
0: Yeah. Yeah, keep it simple. But yeah, I mean I I get I do get your uh, your weekly roundup in my inbox and uh, let me tell you it is packed full of uh, so I mean you're definitely taking your passion for reading the news uh, and doing something really quite wonderful with it. But yeah, I mean I I take my hat off to you because there's a lot of really wonderful stuff in there.
1: Well, thanks, Bill. That really means a lot. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the response has been amazing for the for the weekly roundup, and we have a really high open rate, and the list keeps growing. So that's really gratifying, actually, because I love doing it, and people seem to love reading it, so that's that's a great fit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then in terms of what's coming down the pike, you know, this month, well, every month is Women's Month on her calendar. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so so March isn't necessarily uh, special in that regard, but the rest of the world seems to want to focus on women for the month of March. So we we have a lot of interesting partnerships and things that are happening throughout the month, and you know, probably like this extra- one. Yes, like starting with this one, I should say. And Less. yeah, and then just you know, probably some extra content this month. But in general, I tend to put out between three and five original stories a week for people wow. to read. And it's literally just like taking a peek very similar to your your podcast here where you can just take a peek at somebody's career, their life, what kind of lessons they've learned, who's inspired them. You know, what they think is, you know, next for the industry. We even have recipes on there. We actually, in the last few weeks, have launched a column about what it's like as a hotelier to look after pets. You know, all the, every right. single brand has rolled out a pet program. Incidentally, I didn't get to talk about this, but that was one of the first things I did at Lowe's Hotels. We were the first chain to introduce a pet program, and uh, that was me and my former boss, Charlotte St. Martin, and the marketing team at Lowe's. So I don't know if people should be thanking us or not, but we definitely (laughs) got the pet and hotels situation rolling. But I don't know if you saw, but Hilton put out their trends report at the end of last year, and they said that... Pet travel was the number three, you know,
0: filter when people are going to book. Yeah, I, well, I quite believe it. As a pet owner myself, we're always looking for dog friendly. And when I mean, when I say dog friendly, I mean dog friendly, like they can come and be with you in the restaurant, not, at, you know, not at the table, but, um you know, uh, on a lead right next to you. Uh, and the amount of places that will only allow you to do that in a place that's got no carpet, or anything and we always say you know I'll, most of the time pets are better behaved than children
1: yes i was just gonna <laughs> say that that is the line and we had that but it's funny because we actually um one of the funny stories you know i know that's one of the things you'd like to cover with your guests but Absolutely. i'll never forget so when i was working for lowe's in the corporate office the flagship hotel was literally across the street it's called the, the regency it's on park avenue and it's a beautiful hotel. And um, at the time, I remember the general manager telling me that after, shortly after we had introduced the pet program, we put dog treats in the minibar. So he had a guest that came one morning and said, called him up and was basically like, I ate dog treats. So, like, the guy came home after, came back after having a couple <laughs> of drinks and basically, like, just chowed down on these dog treats. The, the
0: bar snacks.
1: Yeah. And he was, like, trying to get money back or something. I don't know. And the, the GM, the, it was just a funny story. But yeah, that is, I guess, one of the. <laughs> But yes, the stories that generally you heard is that pets are, that people who travel with their pets, the pets are generally really well-behaved. Yeah. Um, Though we are trying at Hotelier to get some of the funnier stories. Somebody sent me, and I haven't written about it yet, about a greyhound that figured out how to open the door to the guest room. So, like, in the night while the owners were sleeping, opened the door and, like, was just walking up and down the hallway. Mm. And, you know, this woman was, like, the M.O.D. And she's, like, what's this Greyhound doing, <laughs> like, walking the halls? And then realized that it was staying in a guest room and had figured out how to open the door.
0: Fantastic. Well, That doesn't <laughs> surprise me. The, um, it, where, where there's a will, there's a way with, with dogs, for sure. <laughs> um we have a, a willful beagle oh, who uh, just she's i think she's in a constant state of problem solving like yeah. how can i get to the food that's basically <laughs> that's it that's the that's what she's driven by uh, and a little bit of love now and again for those who feed her but there we are it's all about the food yeah yeah great well i the uh i, I also want to i did want to bring this up and i know you sent me the, uh a story that that was kind of terrifying, and contemplated whether this is the right forum to talk about it because it's you know light and fluffy and all of those sorts of things. But actually, your story around nine eleven, I I also really keen on poignant stories and stories that have power. So yeah, I'd I'd love to to hear what went down uh, in your experience of that fateful day.
1: Yeah, I mean. A very, you know, just a scary time for obvious reasons. I actually was on my way to work late um, (laughs) that morning um, in a taxi cab. And I remember hailing the cab. And the guy said, "Uh, where are you going? Because I'm not going to go downtown. There's some kind of fire. And I actually lived on the Upper West Side. And my office was on the Upper East Side. And I said, no, no, I'm just going across the park. And he took me, and by the time I got in the office, you know everybody was glued to the TV, and yeah, devastating on so many levels. But in terms of the industry, and I think there are some parallels to be drawn to how you see uh, the hospitality industry in general now after the pandemic. But really pulled together. Actually, John Tish was amazing as the head of something called New York Rising, and just really gathered together as an industry to. Once you know, getting beyond the tragedy, how to rebuild tourism, how to get people to come back to New York. Um, and they, you know, by working together, I think the big lesson was that the industry, by working together, really was able to overcome that quite quickly, and also, you know, that there was they were able to engender a sense of patriotism almost around. Travel, which I thought was really wonderful to see.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I think this is the thing about uh, adversity is, uh, regrettably, a necessary part of life. But actually, you know, the the good that can come out of it. I mean, just look at the good that has come out of the industry on the back of the 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 last couple of years. Some of the work. I mean, you mentioned the hoteliers' charter as just as an example. You know, that was born out of. Uh, a moment in time that allowed Sally to contemplate what needs to change. And um, you know the the there's definitely been a shift to working more closely together as a unit rather than you know just being this competitive monster. Um, and that's critically changing at ownership level as well. and that's the key thing for me is that I think that you know anyone who works in in the hotel industry, kind of is geared for hospitality you know you you've got a hospitality mentality and one of the elements of that is collaboration to get stuff done and now owners are beginning to see that that can really also bear fruit from a, a financial standpoint if that's what what you know if people come together and make everything better then look what we're left with in five years time
1: yeah yeah I do feel that there is abundance you know that Working together actually just brings more people to wherever you are, you know. Yeah. Um, or, you know, you manage that. And um, yeah, I think the camaraderie, I actually think Kate Nichols from UK Hospitality does an amazing job. She's no doubt also a really inspirational leader who I think has done a great job for the industry in terms of helping to work with government um, to get people to collaborate. I saw her yeah. speaking at that master inholders conference and she was really inspiring and i think everyone in the room was sort of wrapped in attention to hear what she had to say
0: yeah she's just kept us on the map uh, yeah. at a time when they're you know the the government have had a, quite a lot to deal with so um no i think the work she's done is breathtaking and um and she deserves all the praise that comes her way yeah
1: yeah she's great She's an interview I'd like to get, if you're listening, Kate. <laughs> she's
0: a she's a friend of the show as well. Uh, I think she was ep- episodes, she was one of the early early adopters, oh, wait, she actually. one of the
1: early ones. I'm going yeah, to have yeah. to go back to your library and listen to that one. I've, I'm still working my way through the library, but I, I'm a huge fan of your show. I'm so, really, you. thank you so much for having me on. I'm really honored to be here on the show with
0: you oh you're you're so welcome i i likewise i um i think the work you're doing is is just amazing we're going to make the next 20 minutes about just patting each other on the back yeah. <laughs> that's um yeah but i genuinely i think what you've what you've done and achieved in, in a very short space of time even to the professionalism of of you know how you present your work i i i, I take my hat off to you you're you're clearly doing something to do with your calling because that comes through in the in the quality and, and your passion for what you're trying to achieve. Thank
1: you. I feel the same about your show and I hope that we should do a live one in London, you know, like a special one maybe with an audience or something.
0: Oh gosh, you know, I um uh I I listen to uh, a lot of podcasts actually in lots of interest areas for for me and one of the ones that I jumped on last year was uh, a podcast called High Performance um
1: oh, i've and, not heard of that one i'm yeah, also a big podcast nerd i love podcasts
0: yeah and um they, they interview uh, people who have achieved great things in, okay. in their life just to see if there's any lessons that we can all take uh from that and they're going on a live tour and at the moment and you know you just think to yourself okay i have a humble little show
1: yeah. and
0: maybe maybe one day i could do a live podcast it's um yeah i think we we've got a few years in the making yet but i um i have a aspirations
1: yeah i'm there for you i am there for that live show i'm ready for that i think that'd be really fun bless um, you you should do it like you know as part of one of these conferences or something just to do like a half hour i don't know or an hour you know it would be yeah. fun get the energy of the crowd
0: yes yeah, so yeah. if anybody's listening out there Yeah. Talk to me. Everything is possible. (laughs) Uh, Great stuff. Um, Before we go, uh, just uh, one final question, really, um, which I like to to ask everyone It's what what would be your kind of top three reasons for someone to join the hospitality industry?
1: Oh, I love this question. Thank you for asking. Uh, (laughs) First of all, I, you know, especially after all the women that I've spoken with if you want a, a career where you can see the world hospitality is definitely it you know just the amount you can you know of exposure you can get to working in different cultures seeing different cultures learning about different cultures so I think for that it's amazing i also think if you're a person who likes the possibility of doing something different every single day. I think hotel operations is amazing for that. Likewise, if you're a person, and I consider myself this kind of a person as well, like who enjoys project work, I think that that is also one of the amazing things about hospitality is that you can kind of, you know, see something from start to finish you know, it could be over a few years, it could be as short as a month. I mean, there are just so many, I would say, project oriented jobs within hospitality. That was already three. I would say if I'm allowed to add a bonus, fourth oh, cool. and fifth yeah. Unleash. would be, you know, if you are a people person, if you get energy from being around people, there is not, I mean, I can't even think of a career that even competes with hospitality. And fifth, I would say, along with, you know, the business of operating hotels and restaurants and all that, there's also the other side of it, which is, you know, kind of the real estate end of it, which again, if you're more of an analytical person or, and also in the technology side of it, you know, if you're really more of an analytical person, I would say, either the real estate revenue management You know, so I feel like no matter what type of personality you are, there is a wonderful career ahead of you in hospitality.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point, actually, because I think a lot of time, I'm I'm guilty of this as well, because that's kind of my personality is I I love nothing more than being around people. But actually, if you don't particularly enjoy the front facing element of dealing with the public and doing the, you know, that side of the business, there's plenty of opportunity uh, uh, away from the public eye in support services and as you say in analytical work in tech and IT and all of these things maintenance it, it it's there is a job for everyone in yeah. hospitality and for sure you
1: still benefit from working for you know if you work for a hotel company they all offer employee rates you know even if your job isn't one that's going to take you from you know place to place like you still have the benefits of working for a hotel company, which you know usually include, you know, reduced rates when you go on vacation. Some hotel companies even offer free hotel nights, or you know, part of that as your compensation. Which, you know, it's just an incentive to see the world. Which I think is, is you know, if that's if that's your thing, that's that's
0: yeah, great yeah, absolutely, great stuff. How would people, if they want to chew the fat with you or learn more about what you're you're doing? what's the best method for them to get in touch with you
1: yeah i mean check out the site at www.hertelier.com so that's h-e-r-t-e-l-i-e-r the great place to find me is on linkedin again just look for hertelier or my name is emily Canders goldfisher yeah i would say those are the best places we're also on instagram at her h-e-r dot t-e-l-i-e-r
0: oh very nuanced difference there
1: yeah I mean, I don't know if somebody else had her telling her on Instagram. I was too late for that one.
0: Great stuff. Well, look, thank you very much, Emily, and Thanks, happy Phil. international Women's Day. and um yeah, I wish you all the very best for for the year ahead, and perhaps we can do this again next year um, yeah. and uh, we'll learn how how you've made progress in that time.
1: I would love that. Thank you, Phil. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a real pleasure to chat with you and um to be on your show.
0: You're very, very welcome take care thanks see you soon and there we have it it's always a delight to get some time with people doing incredible things and what emily has achieved so far is wonderful showcasing the amazing things that our female hospitality workforce get up to you don't have to wait long for your next dose of hospitality meets
1: as we'll be back tomorrow evening with another amazing journey from hospitality i'll see you then